BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Tuesday. Nope. Wednesday. Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. We are putting the family in Friends and Family Week here at The Toast because I'm joined by my little sister, my confidant, my inspiration, and kind of also my muse. <laughs> That's true. It's the Snatchler. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Oh, my God. I feel like I haven't been here in a while. You haven't been to this studio in a very long time. Yeah. I mean, the last time I... I did this was here, but I don't even remember when that was. Probably maternity leave. Yeah. Or when I did QVC from this studio. Yes. Um, so I'm excited to have you here, Counts. I have a lot of stories. Some I know you're super well versed in. Like I want to talk about Taylor's breakup. Because oh, okay. Jackie and I spoke about it on Monday. But you know, it's different energy. hundred percent. Talking about Taylor Swift with toxic Jackie. So I want to talk about it with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about Tom Sandoval. Okay. And we're going to talk about a lot. But I kind of wanted to get the exclusive okay. on what's going on with the counts before we dive into everything. Oh. We also have Dear Toasters today. Um, but before that, like, let's talk. Because snitch on the toast. Snitch on the toast. Snitch on the toast. Um, I'm good. I no, I'm not done with my question. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and that jingle reminds me of, oh, yeah. it's best of both, but I'm bum. It's best of both. R.I.P. So for those of you who are new here, Margot has had a podcast on Toast News Network for quite some time. They recently went through a rebrand. And then you recently just kind of dropped an episode being like, listen, this podcast life is not for us. Yeah. We're out. She hosted it with her best friend, Nicole, who's yeah. in law school. Um, Talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was something that like we both struggled with. Like we kept doing it because we were just like, we have to sort of thing. Like it's like we, it was like a part of us. But then I think there was one point and I spoke to you guys about it. I was just like, it's just like not I working. Have, it's not working. It wasn't working. Like I have so much going on. Like I have a corporate job. I just got promoted. Like I got, I got like a big job and Nicole's in law school. Like she's about to start studying for the bar. Like no one wants to hear about like how she's just like holed up in her apartment. Right. Like, and it's just like it there. It just wasn't working. And you know what? Like I think I actually like not to be one of those people. I think it's so important to like know when something's not working and to be able to be like it's bye. No, it's totally fine to like acknowledge that like you're not enjoying it. Yeah. It's not working. Like, I don't think you were putting out, like, your best episodes. No. I think your best episodes maybe were behind you. 100%. And it wasn't making either of you guys happy. So, no. like, move on. Exactly. Um, but, like, a lot of people, you know, conspiracy theorying, like, there's other things going on. But, like, no, you and Nicole are good. Are people conspiracy the I, must, I must not be in those I think they are. Forums. It's just, like, you know, you just, it kind of just felt random for you to, like, drop. I guess, but it felt, like, behind the scenes, like, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but also like, how do you not make that random? Like, do you want us to say every episode, like, we hate this, like, Hey, this is going to come to an end soon. Yeah. Or that's would you true. rather just like, 
live in La La Land. Rip off the band-aid. And then rip off the band-aid. But you and Nicole are good. Yeah, we're good. We spoke like yesterday. Everything's good. Everything is good. There's no drama. Well, Toast News Network actually hasn't been the same. But the good thing is, is that if you're looking for bits and pieces of The Snatcher, you can still find her on the Redheads Book Club podcast, That's which true. meets once a month. I'm still a podcaster. Yeah, I can handle the once a month life. I know, I know. So um, how's work? Like, you're so busy. Like, it's just like, what's up with <laughs> what's up with counts? Like, what do you, what's going on in your life? Um, work is good. Like I said, I just got promoted. So wait, did you get promoted? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> so you, Have you ever so you been promoted? Did. Okay, bitch. No, 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 that's not why I'm asking. Bitch. There's a follow-up. Have I ever been promoted? No, but I just want to say it's not because like I wasn't. A, no, of course. I just have been doing this always. No, for sure. The reason why I asked is like, you don't know the feeling of like when, like it's the best feeling ever. You're giving like corporate judgment energy. No, like, no, that's not what I'm doing. Get it's it. just such a good feeling. No, no, we're really proud of you and um, we're happy for you. So that's really great. That we're was, promoted to what? A director. To president? No, not yet. Soon. President of this company? I'm the owner of this house. I'm the owner of this house. Oh, no. Not yet. Not even fucking close, but okay, we're but making our good. way there. She's a director. I'm it's a her direct- directorial debut. It's my directorial debut. Love that for you. Um, but besides that, everything is good in my life. Knock on wood. Knock wood, knock wood. Um, I am still single, guys. Don't worry. Mm. But actively working on not being. Right. Um, no, Relatable. No PA stories, though, for you this time. Yeah. That was a good one. You caught me at a good time. All the days I've been on have been pretty good. Really? Yeah. That's such a relief. You know, these these guys, Margot. Yeah. It's and tough. we get a lot of, and so it's good for Dear Toasters today because I feel like you can relate. We get so many submissions about like just guys doing the most like abhorrent things. Not, it's not like, you know, so outright. Like he pushed me. It's like saying and doing the most like disgusting weird things. They also things. do like the absolute bare minimum yes. and think that you need to like give them a round of applause. Right. And like a blowjob. Yeah. No, like it's not <laughs> happening. No, I feel for, for the single girlies out there. Like I obviously love Ben and I'm grateful to him, but I'm also grateful to him like that I don't have to do that. Yeah. But also like I will say, I mean, it depends like how you are in your singleness. Like some people are like so upset that they're single. And some people embrace it. Yeah. So it depends. But like the thought like of like that someday, probably like soon in the near future, like God willing, God, yeah, yeah. I'm like going to have to like share my life with someone. I know. Sounds horrendous. Yeah. So, well, not share your life. Cause that part is actually great. It's the share your space. Like it's just like the, all of it. Like it's no longer just like me, me and Mags. Like yeah. you have to be me, Mags and this other person. But and aren't, like, aren't you looking forward to a father figure in Mags's life? She no. needs that kind of stability. She's kind of like this recluse. Like <laughs> she's just like, she comes from a broken family. <laughs> <laughs> and she needs like a, a strong paternal figure. No, like I think no, I'm th- totally kidding. I think that she like we have such a good thing going. You do, but like Mags loves everyone. And so That's imagine so there's like another warm lap for her to lay in. That for sure. That that I'm excited for. But then it's also like get the fuck away from my dog. Let me ask you something. Margaret, it's gonna be our dog. Just you have to be no, prepared I don't for that. that. Let me ask you something. Like, let's say you started seeing a guy uh-huh. and it was like going really well, and you were really happy and like into him. And then he like comes over, and either he's like allergic to dogs, or like he just doesn't like connect with Magnolia. The not connecting part, I don't mind because that can be worked on mm-hmm. and like will eventually be rectified and whatever more for me. Mm-hmm. But the allergic part, not an option because it's on my hinge. It's on your hinge. She's on my hinge. Like, What do ha- you put on hinge? Like, It says pets, yes? Yeah, pets, yes. And then one of my photos is me and Max. Of course, because literally the most important person in your life has to be acknowledged. Obviously. Am, am I on also, your hinge? Like a picture? Yes, you are. We have one family photo, the one from Utah. Oh, so it's like an old, ugly picture of <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, like I look gorgeous. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, you and I are doing like an upcoming brand partnership together. Yeah. And last night they emailed asking if there's a photo that we both approve. Oh, we're gonna have to Photoshop. So I said we would take one today. Like, let's take a gorgeous photo today. But I don't have like my hair done. And shouldn't a gorgeous photo be like us in like dresses? We're gonna have to talk about it. We'll workshop it. The thing is, like, I can really only work with photos taken in the last like three months. But can we Photoshop a photo together? Okay. I knew this was gonna be a problem. Okay. We'll we'll have to figure it out. Like. <laughs> Maybe we just send separate photos. I agree. But that really wasn't like an Can option. they just pull from our Instagrams? Those are clearly approved. Those are approved. But like like I said, only from the last three months. Mm, you know? Okay. Okay, so all's good with counts. Like all's good with counts. Feeling yeah. good. We have so much fun, good stuff coming up. I know. We finally got our tickets for the first show to Taylor in Nashville. I was updating everyone on the podcast about it. And I, oh, yeah, and didn't and give I, credit? You fucking bitch. I literally did. The next day, I was like, first of all, do you know what? I'm not even no, fucking. No, tell me. Tell me. No, tell me. No, why don't you fucking listen? Please just tell me. No. I listened that day, the one time I did. The first day I talked about it, like, I was just kind of telling the story of what happened. And you. It was very, like, me, me, me. Like, I, I, I. Yes, I agree. Because I, I, I did everything. <laughs> the next day, you then really took on the reins. But you listened to the podcast from the day before the next day. So, like, so much had happened. Then the next day, which I know you didn't fucking listen to because you don't support women in podcasting. <laughs> I said, oh my God, and Margo's been doing so much. The spreadsheet, I give you so much credit. Okay, thank you. But you just weren't there to listen. You just want to complain. Mm -hmm. You just want to complain. Mm -hmm. I learned that from you. You just want to complain. <laughs> so we got our tickets for Nashville eras. We also just got tickets for New York eras. But right. it's going to be, we're going to go twice to New York because there's three shows. Well, we can also, like, we're going with a brand we're for going, that yeah, one. By the way, that was so clutch. So like, clutch. And they have a suite. So that obviously. It's another suite for us, which is great. But we need to experience eras from like up with close the, and personal. With the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we need to feel the energy. Also, like it's important to note that we might have to go to all three because if there's one chance that one of the MetLife surprise songs is Long Live and we miss it, I'm just letting you know you're never going to see me again. Okay, why would you think it would be Long Live? Like at MetLife, why? Oh, I don't. I'm just saying like the, if she hasn't performed Long Live yeah. at any point, like it gets closer and closer. Unless like Long Live is going to be like the last one. But Margo, what? in her rotation of... Oh my God, calm down. <laughs> in you her, said Margot, like weird. In her rotation of surprise songs, she has not been throwing in Speak Now songs, has she? It's been Red, it's been Evermore, it's been... That's a fair point, but I get, like there's in no world I know. could she not perform the one song she has about her fans. It's literally the soundtrack of the Eras tour. It makes no motherfucking it makes sense. No, she should open with it. Like, yeah, it makes no motherfucking sense. So that's all. Yeah, that was all I had to say. But um, also Stagecoach. What is your dream lineup for surprise songs long live obviously mm -hmm. Ooh, and then i haven't really thought about my second one um i think i'm not gonna assume it would be a speak now as well but maybe oh new romantics duh yeah new romantics is good there's a few for me like and i kind of feel like i might get maybe not at my show but i think she might do at some show this song because she's not been choosing like fan favorites she's been choosing songs that have like weird cult followings you know yeah like tiktok right and for me that's peace like if I feel like I could get peace somewhere. I think that especially now you yeah. could be getting peace. If uh, I just want to like warn everyone who's in a 10 mile radius and be like, I'm if so afraid. she fucking sings peace, like I will, I will not be okay. Yeah. I will vomit on the floor. Okay. And then eat it up and vomit it up again. Okay. When I think of peace. I think of you like in smoking pot. No, no. I think of you with your coloring book. Yeah. In like a puffer, sitting uh -huh. in like 20 degree weather. Looking at nature. Yeah. 
That song is really important to me. No, I know. So New Romantics, same. I also would like kind of love if she did You Are In Love. Oh my God, the act. Oh my, I didn't, yeah, I realized, I guess I didn't realize she didn't do it. I've only had like a recent appreciation for that song. We saw 1989 on tour and like, yeah. I think maybe that was my bathroom song. Like I wasn't. Really? And I just, I was wrong, which happens to me literally all the time. Oh my God, it's so true. I was so wrong. So I would love that. And also I would love to hear Clean, but she just did she it. She did it. Yeah. 10 months old. I'm trying to think I of like, I feel like she really like covers Lover. Oh, Death by a Thousand Cuts. She did it. Did she? Just with Clean. That, that show got Clean and Death by a Thousand Cuts just this weekend in Chicago. Those are the luckiest people No, alive. it's so unfair. That, yeah, she really should do one shitty surprise song and one good surprise song at the same time. Or maybe two good ones. Like, how about that, Taylor? Well, she did two good ones. But I'm saying it's not fair. For everyone. I'll, oh, yeah. For everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, we have a lot of Taylor news because let's just get into it. I think it's time. I have my iPad is like chock full of tabs today. I got stories. I got Dear Toaster. So without further ado, you want to do it? No, I don't feel confident enough. Because you don't listen to the show and you don't know how we do it anymore. No, I, I saw the one with you and Ben and you guys go, ah. No, we you don't. Fight, do you fight for it. No, we don't. Yes, do you do. You fought for who does the, who was fastest. No. Don't lie. I saw no. it. No. It was on TikTok. We don't do that because we only did it when Ben was here because Ben is, hasn't approved the change, but Ben knows the change. Oh. So you don't know. I don't know. So you say, hi, I'm Margot Washray. Hi, I'm Margot Washray. And I don't support women in podcasting. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. I'm not saying that. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, do, 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 here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. That's it. Oh, my God. What a change. It's... It, it really shook the you community. You know, that's so interesting because I was actually thinking about when I saw the thing of Ben, I was like, what do they say? Because you wouldn't say like morning toast anymore. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering. And now I know. And it's almost like you could just call me and ask. I know. <laughs> I like, I have, I think of things and then I just like live in wonder. Oh my, that's so my life. Like these pants that I'm currently wearing today that I'm obsessed with, they're from Lululemon. I put them in the wash three days ago and I kept forgetting to put them in the dryer and then they get smelly when they sit in the wash. Yeah. So you have to rewash them. Of course. And as I'm falling asleep last night, I'm like, oh my God, I never put them in the dryer, but I really wanted to wear them today. So I had to get up. Like I was about to hit REM. Yeah, I mean, but I did it. My, the number one thing uh, that I think one of my issues is, is that I remember things and I'm always like, you should write this down because you're going to forget. And I always, always forget. Like my number one feedback from my boss <laughs> in my review was like, I tell you to do things and, and you go it. and sit back down at your desk and you don't remember. You need to leave a pen and paper on your nightstand. No, or not even just that, my phone. Like, no, phone is not like writing it down. It, you will remember it. Like something about the hand motion, you will remember. I know. I, every time I pick up a pen and paper, which is like maybe once a year, I like can't write. Yeah, same. Do well, you write a lot in your job? Um, honestly, no. When it, sometimes I'll make my to-do lists like paper. handwrite it just because I think it's like better and easier yeah. to remember. But even like this past Sunday, I was doing like some spring cleaning. Uh, yeah. So I went to Margo's apartment recently for the first time in a while and I could not believe what I, I just saw. like have so much shit. So I was like, you know how before you go to bed sometimes you're like, I haven't seen like this item in yeah. like a while. Oh, man, that's the fucking worst. And so then you get up and you find it. So I, I have this one thing where like this happens, I, this happens a lot because it's like, it's a very nice item, but I never wear it. So mm -hmm. it's like knowing that I have it, but like, it's not like a constant. So I'm like, I just need to know where it is at all times. Mm -hmm. So I'm going through like my bureau, whatever. And I'm going through everything and I've realized I've gone through everything and I'm like, I haven't seen her. 
Yeah. And I like don't know where she is. So I, I like called Claudia. I was like, oh no, you called me just like talk about something. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I literally can't focus on this conversation. Probably talking about myself. And I couldn't find it. And I was like going back and forth, going back and forth, knowing that I had one of these things where I couldn't find something before I went to sleep. And I was like, okay, let me like be smart and put it in like a smart place. And you hit it from yourself. I hit it from myself. And I knew, like when I was going through everything, I was like, I know that I put it somewhere and I knew that I wrote it down. Yeah. And I don't, I could not find it. So I think actually I don't know if writing it down helps mm. because where do I then put that thing? You know, I feel like in every young woman's life. I did find life, it, by the way. She did find it and she was so happy. I feel like in every young woman's life and I feel like every person can relate to this. There's like something, most likely a piece of jewelry that they lost in like in their life. That, I mean. That haunts them. Yeah. What's yours? The earring? Two pairs of diamond earrings. Yeah. That I, wasn't even what I was looking for. I because I, I will never get I will never get a pair of diamond earrings ever again. Yeah, ever, ever, ever diamond earring trauma. Never. If anyone who will date me at some some point in my life, never it's get a curse. Me a pair. It's a curse. Yeah, the first time you were like a lifeguard, right? And you think it fell off in the pool? Um well, no, the first time I think I just like lost it. Mm-hmm. And like that was bad. And like that was totally on me. Yeah. The second time it was not on me. I was wearing them and I was training to be a lifeguard for my like summer job. Mm-hmm. And we had to like do a dive yeah to like go save someone Mm -hmm. so I dove and it came out of my ear and you felt it I felt it it was an Olympic sized pool (laughs) and I was at the bottom of that fucking pool for hours looking for the diamond earring obviously I didn't find it it's tiny probably went down the drain yeah um oh that story like that was tough haunts me I think for me and feel free to drop in the comments what's your trauma loss of like an item you never saw again but that weirdly meant a lot to you you know growing up we all had those name plates Jackie still has hers it says Jacqueline you still have yours yes I don't have mine I don't know I I, it's not even like oh I, I was biking and I lost it like it just got lost in time and I'm really upset about it yeah, that's an upsetting one, but I should just get one made. Will you send me a picture of yours? Sure. Like, okay. I like, I saw it this week. The way that I know that I have it is because I saw it this weekend. And it was like a gift from yeah, mom. And like, we that all was have tough. Them. Olivia still has hers too? Probably. Sorry. Well, I feel like Olivia has a different one because she's a silver girl. I feel like I can, like, imagine. Yeah. That, that was tough. Okay, sorry. We totally went on a tangent. Oh, yeah, Here are the fast stories you need to know for you. But that you need to know, period. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakening, weakening or thinning hair. If you're among them, know you're not alone, and there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Millions of Americans are experiencing thinning hair. And you know what? Recently, that's been me. I was telling literally mm-hmm. you last night. I have obviously experienced like a change in diet, and a very sad effect of that is... I will like run my fingers through my hair. And this happened like a few months ago where I started noticing it, where I would curl my hair and in my lap, I could make a wig. I was like, that's like a lot of hair to lose. And of course you lose a little bit of hair every day, but it really started to like freak me out where I'd run through my hair and like see kind of chunks coming out. Um, And Jackie and a lot of my friends have used Nutrafol and I felt like it was like a really trusted brand and I've had a really good experience with it. It is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, the thickness, and the visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which can be stress, hormone, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. They have three unique formulas to support women through all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages, so you get the most reliable results. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair, and of course, support the 
the toast by going to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code toast. You'll save $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Athena Club. And you know what? I've been like rocking shiny shaved legs because I recently got a new razor and the holder that like it attaches love, to the wall with. Love. And you know what? I kind of feel like I'm not like other girls. Like I shave my legs in the wintertime, bitch. Like I'm not like you. Wow. So Athena Club's razor has over 5,000 five-star reviews from customers and it is designed with built-in skin guards to help prevent razor burn while being gentle on curves. The razor blade is surrounded by a water-activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid, which of course, as we all know, is a holy grail for skincare. Mm -hmm. The best part of the razor kit is that it's only $10 and it comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook, for shower storage and your choice of handle color. Um, so me and Ben like had this really dark period where we were shaving a razor, sharing a razor. Oh. And I just felt like considering like what I shave and like what you shave, yeah. like I just feel like it's not cool. Yeah. And so I got myself like a whole new setup from Athena Club. I'm like, Ben, fuck off. I got a pink one and I hung it on my side of the shower. We have two different sets of shelves. Like this is clearly mine. And I'm telling you, I know he's still using my razor. Like who wouldn't? It's so gorgeous. And like yeah. every time I go. It's probably like from Dwayne Reed. Yeah. I like pick it up and I look and I'm like, I just, I could tell, you know, <laughs> that he's been using it. It's really annoying. Um, they also have the best shave foam to use while you're shaving and it will leave your skin soft, hydrated and smooth. Show your skin you care with the Athena Club razor kit. Head to athenaclub.com and use code TOAST for 25% off your first order. Again, that's athenaclub.com. Use code TOAST for 25% off. Athena Club has also launched in Target stores nationwide. So make sure to check out the shaving aisle to buy their products in store IRL. All right, Margo, our first story is something I know you did your homework on last night. So I really appreciate. Yes. And I know you know the basics. Mm -hmm. And I actually feel like you kind of knowing the bare minimum and me knowing everything is perfect for the story that I'm about okay. to share. So Andy Cohen has dragged Howie Mandel's interview with Tom Sandoval saying he didn't do his homework. So the Watch Robbins Live host laughed at Howie Mandel's interview with Tom Sandoval on Tuesday night's show, claiming that the podcast host didn't do his work. So, you know, Andy ends his show doing a mazel of the day. Right. And Jack Hole of the day. And he named his Jack Hole Howie Mandel for like having Tom Sandoval on his podcast. And like, literally, this is the interview of a lifetime. I, I'm just confused by like who, like why they chose that. Okay. Let me tell you. I don't even need my iPad. Like I know more than this about page six. So weirdly okay so you know tom sandoval in yes. his like he's turned 40 and he's like been having a midlife crisis and like a few years clearly. ago clearly a few years ago he started like this band it's <laughs> i've seen it on tiktok tom yeah. sandoval and the most extras because literally one time three years ago on the show somebody called him extra and he tried to like turn it around and like I make it when people like do that no you can do it like taylor if did it's smart taylor did it with like snakes and reputation like yeah, that you did it with disgraced queen we did it with disgraced queen this is not the same like no. so it was just cringe and it's like a cover band and it's 14, literally 15 people in the band. It's the biggest band. Can he band. sing? No. Okay. And it's, it's just like narcissism in its truest yeah. form. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the guys in his band, who he literally pays his band members $1,000 a day, like just to hang out with him. Like the band is bleeding money. It's crazy. One of his bandmates is just like a, you know, he's a part-time musician, part-time comedian, and he does a podcast production for Howie Mandel. Uh, so it's just this weird coincidence. And from Howie's perspective, I mean, who knew Howie Mandel had a podcast? This was a By great- the way, I had no idea. It was a great thing for Howie. And I'm glad he had the uh, self-awareness to bring his daughter in. I don't so know if she true. sits in on every podcast. I don't think so. So at its core, like, okay, I can understand. For Tom Sandoval, I mean, he's such a fucking thirsty star fucker narcissist. For him to be like, I mean, he could go on any show right now. Yeah. Like, we would have him, you know? Be, yeah, he's probably like afraid. 
For him to go on the show of a person who has quite literally no idea what's going on, the stakes are so much lower. It was actually kind of smart. Like, I understood it. Howie's not going to check him and be like, but on August 24th, this Bravo account reported, he's not going to get checked. So you know what? I kind of understood it. I sat down to watch it. I had to watch it three separate times. I watched the first 10 minutes when it first came out. And Margot, it was so mind-numbingly How long numbing. was it? An hour and 20 minutes. Oh, my God. It was so mind-numbingly stupid. I, I said, you know what? This is going to be my 13th reason. Yeah. I can't watch yeah, this. Yeah. Then last night before bed, I was like, Margot's coming on the toast. It's not like, you know, I can let Jackie watch it. Right. I have to watch this whole thing. So then I watched the next 40 minutes and I was like, you know what? I can't keep going. Like I can't keep going. I feel as though I've gotten the gist. Yeah. And then this morning when I was getting ready, I was like, you know what? Let me just put it on the background. And I finished it. And you know, I didn't really, you really didn't need to watch any of it. I, I had seen like some tweets recapping it and it was enough. It was so crazy, Margot. So first of all, Howie Mandel has no fucking idea who right. these people are. They're, his daughter and Tom are like going back and forth about castmates and he's just chiming in. Who's Sheena? Shut uh, up! Oh, that's so annoying. To ask, to interrupt the conversation with like basic clarifications, that's like literally, I can't even think of a comparison that's stupid. It was so <laughs> infuriating. So basically the roles I think were meant to be like Howie, good cop, daughter, bad cop. Okay. Because Howie is very much like an advocate for mental health and Tom has gotten, you know, the fans have turned on him and he's been in a really dark place. So I think Howie was meant to take the place of like, you know, we're human, we all make mistakes. You cheated on your partner, you know, you're not a murderer. Um, and his daughter was supposed to like kind of poke inconsistencies in his story. He was just lying about the whole timeline and everything. And she just sat there. She just sat there. And you know what? I don't think Howie Mandel was really prepared for what would descend upon his podcast. You have to read the comments, Margo. His daughter's Instagram, like Bravo fans are probably the most fanatic of any any network yeah, for sure. Totally. I would say it's on par with like a like a pop stars fandom. Yeah. BTS. Like they're really they don't let shit go. And they do oh, yeah, not I have to read. They don't forget a thing, Margo. I went to the daughter's Instagram. I actually felt bad for her. They were liking her. Like it was on her. <laughs> To, to represent them. Yeah, and to just, so the whole interview, and how he was like listening to Tom's side of the story, and Tom is this like crazy, Tom is a legend in his own mind. He thinks he is the hottest, most greatest, most talented man on earth. And so he's telling his side of the story, which is basically, you know, he just, he fell in love with someone else. So they're in love, are they still together? He they don't want to put labels on it right now, but yeah. Um, he fell in love with someone else, and he was in this relationship with someone who, you know, was depressed like she's been very open about how she said like bouts of depression and so it's like Howie you're over here being like mental health advocate and you're he's like literally making fun of Ariana he's like she didn't want to leave the house I'm like because she's depressed yeah not because she doesn't like you like he was just being he was being horrible to her and the whole time they left out the most key part of this affair and like the dynamics of all these three people is he didn't just fall in love with some girl right he fell in love with Ariana's best best friend. friend Like Raquel has been brought into this group, brought into the show. Like she could have, she was brought in because she was in a relationship with James. And when they broke up, like everybody could have like ditched her and not filmed with her. And she wouldn't, Ariana like made sure that the girls, and then Sheena started becoming friends with her. It was all Ariana. Ariana's a really nice girl. She's never been like the starter of the drama. And they totally forget, left that out. That's like such an important piece of context. That's why it's so fucked up. That's why it's, right. I mean, it's fucked up, period. But that takes it to another another level. level. Margot, this interview, it was infuriating and the whole thing about Tom and Ariana and they really weren't never a match because Ariana has said from the beginning she's very you know anti-patriarchy she's very not traditional she doesn't want to have kids and she doesn't want to get married she's likes being in a relationship she doesn't feel the need to get married and Tom has never like fully been on board with those things and those are 
core things. If you met someone you, who didn't want to have kids, like, yeah, that's you, a deal breaker. 100%. It's, right. There's certain things that are just, for some people, deal breakers. And he said, towards the end of the relationship, like, he was really withdrawn because he had fallen in love with Raquel. She didn't know that. And he had suggested they go to therapy, and therapy really started working for for Ariana. But he had took, take her, taken her to therapy to break up with her in therapy. But she started using the therapy as like, oh my God, like, let's fix this. And she wanted to have a conversation with him about freezing her eggs, like for him. Um, it was so heartbreaking. Did he say that in the thing? Yes, I couldn't believe he was admitting all these things. Because he probably doesn't even realize that it's like wrong. Narcissist. Yeah. He was saying these things that were so heartbreaking that I think he was saying to defend himself, but made him look so bad. He also said, you know, there had been like rumors and like people saying certain things about me and Raquel, but Ariana didn't believe it. She chose to trust me. That's what, because she should. Literally, how bad does that make you look? Now, some of my inside sources, it was very odd because the cast has been doing their own pod. Sheena has a podcast. Right. Um, Lala has a podcast. They all have podcasts. So they've been blowing this up in part because it's their job. You know, there's a big scandal going on in their show. Their show is being, is so relevant right now. It really hasn't been relevant in many years. Right. So they're all making the most of it and they're all defending Ariana. And I think everything they're doing has been done with Ariana's blessing. You know, Lala's selling merch about, you know, with something about the scandal on it. And it's all going to Ariana's favorite charity. Like Ariana is very much a part of, all the girls, they're really close with her. And Tom was going on and on about how disgusting it is that they're all exploiting this. And like, Margo, if you only knew how his role on the last eight years of the show has been finding other people's like tea and skeletons and bringing it to light, right. like he's the bone carrier, to hear him be like, it's just so disgusting. Like I've known these people and they're out here exploiting like, our, uh, pot, uh, kettle, <laughs> you're motherfucking black. Margo, it's, as somebody who knows the history, to watch the interview was an exercise in self-control. Like, does, okay, I have two questions. Yeah. Does Andy Cohen hate Tom Sandoval? So, I mean, I don't know if Andy's, like, getting personally invested in the drama. I think he's so grateful as he's, like, an executive. He really was one of the first champions of the show. Right. Like, I think he's grateful that this is happening. I'm sure at the reunion, he never takes sides. But he does push he asks the obvious questions. He's a very good, a few times he's dropped the ball in Bravo history, Bravo, uh, Monique and Candace. But for the most part, he like asks the questions and he scours the internet for like Bravo fans okay. and he takes their questions. So Andy doesn't like hate him, but he's definitely not going to help him in this situation. Schwartz. It's, it's a very good question, Margo. I'm glad you, you're a very good student. <laughs> Schwartz is a very interesting because and that's what he kept saying Tom Sandoval in the interview he's like I don't know why everyone's getting involved there's three people in this me Ariana and Raquel and like that's really not true one because he told Schwartz and like Schwartz knew about it and Schwartz is friends with all these people he put Schwartz in the worst position ever. ever told him and Schwartz has been like doing interviews and he had to go on watch happens live and he like can't keep his timeline straight he like doesn't know what he's supposed to say and he's really not that smart like <laughs> it's it was actually painful his interview on watch happens live um and, you know, Schwartz has rid so hard for Sandoval forever. It was a huge reason why he got divorced. Tom Sandoval was so mean to Katie Maloney, Tom Schwartz's wife. And Tom Sandoval, I mean, Tom Schwartz, excuse me, like never defended his wife. And then that was just a pattern in their relationship. But it was mm. really bad with Tom Sandoval. So to say that Tom Sandoval was a reason for their divorce is entirely accurate. I know it sounds crazy, but like it, it was fair. But Tom Schwartz just like fucking rides for this guy so hard and nobody knows why. That's weird. Like, they're business partners that I get why you would want to keep a good relationship. But to time after time, people are hating Tom Schwartz now for his part in this. Right. Is it worth it, this friendship? Doesn't sound like it. You lost your wife. Yep. Their businesses are fucking in flames. Nobody yeah. wants to support Tom. You know, Bravo fans, they, they, they know their support is like 
uh, keep currency. Them afloat. Yeah, it's of a currency. course. And they'll, you know, wield that like a weapon. Yeah. We'll come to Shores and Sandy's or we won't. Yeah. So there was one more point I wanted to make. Oh, and I did hear, and I, it was fairly obvious, you know, because a lot of people have been like, Ariana should do an interview right. before this Tom Sandoval interview came out. And I think a lot of people thought the natural place for that would be call her daddy. And Alex Cooper even posted something being like, I see you. Bravo PR will not let anyone do an interview until after the reunion airs. The reunion airs at the end of May. So Alex was like, honestly, I don't know if it'll like still be relevant relevant, and I would love to do it now, but it's just not going to work out. She told everyone just like back off. Like I'm trying, but, but this. And so Tom went ahead and did this interview without approval from Bravo, without approval from PR, without approval from anyone. So he's like making enemies everywhere he goes. He's so dumb. He's so dumb, especially because his contract is up and he, either can or cannot resign for this upcoming season. I mean, I don't know what he could do that would make Bravo fire him. This is, he has right. to be on the next season. Right. So maybe he knows that being like, there's no way I'm not getting asked back. Like, let me just tell my side of the story. And I think he really thought by the Ariana end. Ariana should do the same thing. She's in the same place. Yeah, I know. But like, Ariana doesn't need to. Everyone, yeah. Tom is out here burning his whole life to That's the ground. That's true. Like, everyone else is speaking for her. Let him act like an animal. And she just keeps posting things on Instagram, like being cute. Yeah. Everyone is team Ariana. Honestly, less is more. I kind of like love what she's doing. This interview, I, I will never get the brain cells and the hour and 20 minutes back. Yeah. It was so mind-numbingly stupid. And I love that Andy addressed it. And Watch Happens Live is weirdly, most of the time, not live anymore. So if he wants to address something, like he has to do it the next day. And like, it's kind of awkward. So I guess last night happened to be an interview that was uh, an live. episode that was live. And what he said was, um, he accused him of being the jackal of the day. Um, and accused him of apparently not knowing what he was getting himself into um, on the Howie Mandel Does, Does Stuff podcast. And he said, now both Sandoval and Howie are being dragged on social media, which is so true. And he said, Howie, you have to be careful before you take a side. Bravo fans are very passionate. So Especially true. when you're going to take the wrong side. At the end of the interview, Marco, first of all, does Howie, Howie not have like a publicist? Marco. Like, just there's someone to like be like. I blame the daughter. Like, she knows the optics and she let her dad just so true. burn it to the ground. At the end of the interview, he's like shaved Tom Sandoval's mustache. Margo, it was what? so stupid and kitschy. And at the end, he was just like, you know, to the audience, like, he's a guy. He made mistakes. Like, it's not that bad. Like, it's okay. If you see him out, go to his bar. Like, really, it was trying to be like he's this like writing for him. redemptive. Do you think that, like, Howie's, like, mad? Or he's, like, happy because I'm sure he's, it's the most downloads he's ever gotten. I don't think Howie Mandel, like, really cares about, like, negative feedback. You're, he's a lifelong comedian. Like, you don't yeah, care yeah, about yeah, shit yeah. like that. Um, so, no, I think he's overwhelmingly happy that his podcast, that's pretty much nobody knew about before, is on everybody's lips. So true. So you know what? They, what they say is bad press is no press, whatever they say. There's no such thing as bad publicity. It's true. Yeah, that's true. It, oh my God, you guys, I will never, like I'm mad at Howie Mandel, like actually mad at Howie Mandel it's for so making It's funny me, that you just refer to him as a comedian because when I think of Howie Mandel, I think of America's Got Talent. When I think of Howie Mandel, I think of Deal or No Deal. Both not comedians. No, but those jobs go to comedians. Like when you think of Stevie, why can't I remember his name? Steve Harvey, excuse me. What do you think? His talk show. But he got a talk show because he was a successful comedian. I guess. Ellen, comedian. Well, yeah, but that I knew. Like every major like host is a comedian. Is a comedian. Not so much these days because it's like, oh, you have a follower? Come host this. Kelly Clarkson, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. that's true. They're but more like the Jimmies. The Jimmies. It's really like to have a background in comedy, you can do whatever you want. You can be an actor. Sorry, I'm about to take such a left turn. Yeah, go. But did you hear about James Corden and how like for his final episode, like One Direction might be getting back together? Okay, like I, I heard this fake ass conspiracy theory, yes. But like there's a lot of like stuff. 
No, there's a lot of good reasoning. Like there's I don't, a lot of good reasoning. Also, if anyone could do it, I, it would be James Corden. Okay, but do you think that means like One Direction four members or One Direction five members? Four. Yeah. I, I really don't. Well, Zayn, he like has posted like two videos of him singing. You and I. And then night changes, I think. I just want to say, like, I would prefer if it was four. Same. I, like, literally hate Zane, and I don't care. Like, when he left the band, I was unaffected. I'm like, but, like that album was Fireflies. That was Midnight Memories, or you that was and me Made in the AM? a whole lot of history. Oh. We could be the greatest team that the world has ever seen. You and me. Oh, you're done. Okay, sorry. Um, all right, next up is the breakup news of the century. We don't need to go into the details of the breakup, but I did think it was really interesting. Taylor Swift was seen out in New York City for the first time since the Joe Alwyn breakup news. Mm -hmm. And also just like, we got a paparazzi picture of Taylor and we probably haven't gotten that in two years. No, Taylor is only seen if she wants to be seen. Right, so for me, her going out to dinner out on the town, New York City, via Corona, which is like clearly, it's like a celeb hotspot. 100%, if you, if not you, that good. If you want to go see celebrities when you come to New York, go to via Corona. Um, and getting paparazzi'd, that to me is a confirmation of the breakup. Okay. That's her subliminal way of being like, yeah. I just remembered that I had a dream mm. the night that this broke that um, Taylor and I like oh ran into each other. You're not okay. And like became friends. And she was like telling me all about it. And what she, did she say? She was just like so happy to be rid of him. I kind of feel like that might be her energy. Like she's just like, oh, like finally. Yeah. There's also been reports coming out, like people trying to speculate. At first it was said, you know, sources say it's totally amicable. Now people are saying he really couldn't handle her fame and he was jealous. Right. Well, that narrative makes a bit of sense to me in terms of like... It's too obvious. But that they were like in the bubble in 2016 and then they w went right into the pandemic bubble. And he's really... Tr I mean, this is her first... This is her first... That's a lie. Never mind. I was going to say this is her first tour of that mess a couple, but reputation. And he was able to handle it then. Yeah. And that was really when she would like emerged from like... Her dead. And it was like the snake, whatever. So she actually, is much I don't more, buy it. She is much more famous and ubiquitously like well-liked right now. Well-liked, yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't but believe that. it's all that. good things. The, the, you know She's always mean? been famous. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's all good things right now. Like, knock on wood. Yeah. You know, like last time it was like, oh, does Cancel. this person, like you're scared to say the name Taylor Swift because you don't know what kind of reaction you're going to get. Yeah. Whereas now it's like she's beloved. Yeah, I don't think that's the reason. I, I think it's far too obvious. I actually think like the... The kind of boring reasoning of like the relationship just ran its course how is that possible sorry I don't want to be that person but how does like when because it seemed like it was a relationship where it was like they were gonna get married like they were gonna it have wasn't kids. a question it was just like right it was so over like, what are you saying if I date anyone for six years run its course I don't know I just it's a good question I really don't know actually what that means but I don't I'm just having a hard time believing it's like really and like animus animus I don't think there's any animosity yeah I don't think she really does anything really with so much animosity until she's pushed to the point where she has to which is a good segue into our next story so if you want to say anything else about Taylor Swift's breakup like who you want to see her with now would be the time actually it's not our next story forget it oh um ooh, who I want to see her with uh I'm really I would love for her to like date like a star like I'm, I'm ready like I love Joe Alwyn he was like nice and cute but like he wasn't a star he was very like indie music festival like I want her like at the Oscars with like uh but she doesn't walk red carpets with her mans so it doesn't even matter who she dates because we'll never see them together I know and because I feel like she's figured out that that's a recipe to making her life work manageable um so it won't even like matter so I guess it doesn't even have to be maybe it's just like a business mambo it's probably better if it's somebody out of the business because if that whole fame thing is true but if she dates like Ariana Grande like met a real estate agent who like yeah. from New York like and then like married him like that would be fucking boring. wild to me it would be boring yeah 
Yeah. And I'd be like, why you? Yeah. No, it's when you're that powerful as a woman, it's very hard. It's like, okay, you could date someone on your level. There are very few people, right. let alone, you know, Good heter- hetero men that you have to like that are single. Like, it's, I don't even know who it would be. Yeah. Or you could date somebody totally out of the business. That's just like boring for your fans. Right. Or you date someone in the business who's not as famous for you. And then there's a whole contemptuous. And then you make their like Morgan no. Evans, Kelsey Ballerini. Right. But then there, then it gets weird. Yeah. 100%. Then it gets motherfucking weird. Oh my God. I had the craziest dream about Kelsey Ballerini. Good? Bad? Bad. I can't even say it. It was so crazy. I'll tell you about it afterwards. Like it, the Taylors were in my dream. And you were probably there. Ben, like the Turks and Caicos crew. Yeah. Brian. And I had, we went to a Kelsey Ballerini concert. She did the craziest thing. I can't even say it because people are going to think I'm so psychotic. Yeah. And like, maybe don't. Unwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about it later. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, she seems to be doing fine. She's fine. Um, and of course, if we're now hearing about it, that means she's probably had a few months to heal. I don't think this is a fresh breakup. No, I don't think so at all. Um, I'm just like, I don't really know how to listen to the music anymore. I know. Not to be that person, but like, she wrote these like crazy, like love songs about like finally finding. And it's just like, now it all feels like a bit fraudulent. No, it doesn't feel fraudulent. Cause in the moment, like you feel what you feel and it's, it's okay to change your mind and change your feelings. Maybe he broke up with her, but you know what, you know, who like deserves a place in hell is like everyone of like once the news broke is like, can't wait for the album. Oh, like such good music. Yeah, like, no, that's just like an annoying thing people on the internet say. Yeah, it's like or shut like up. oh, because like page, like on my Facebook, which I never track, but like page six like came up as like one of the news articles, whatever. And I'm like, let me just like go look at the comments. Oh, Facebook and it's like comments. boomers being like another one bites the dust. Like shut but, up. Uh, like oh, she can go write a song about them. Like what is this 2014? She literally. <laughs> I'm just like people are not you know. To go to the Facebook comment section is a really brave thing to do, Maro. Like, yeah, I would. I don't never, know why I did that. I would quite literally never. <laughs> um, okay, before we continue, do you mind if I just share a little tidbit about an exciting new sponsor? Sure. Today's episode is brought to you by Single Drunk Female on Freeform. Samantha Fink started from the bottom, and now she's here, somewhere in the middle-ish. From the executive producer of Girls comes the all-new season of Single Drunk Female on Freeform and on Hulu. 549 days sober and counting, things are looking up for Sam. This is the first birthday she's looked forward to in forever, even if she's spending her party hiding from everyone in the closet. She's living with her overbearing mom still, trying to hold on to her not-so-dream job writing the most important listicles on the internet, and she's knocking on her ex's door at two in the morning, which is never a good look, counselor. I've never done that. The Guardian called Single Drunk Female a next level flea bag. It's refreshingly in your face, raves Refinery29, and BuzzFeed calls star Sophia Black Dahlia a total on-screen darling. And they dare you not to fall in love with her. Your 20s can be wild and complicated, and being sober is even more so. But sometimes, quitters win. This show is equal parts hilarious and surprisingly emotional. Don't miss the all-new season. The season premiere is actually tonight, April 12th, on Freeform, and all the episodes are available the next day on Hulu. So again, that's tonight at 10 p.m. on Freeform, and then all episodes are available the next day on Hulu. Check it out. We watched last season, um... And now I'm so excited that the second season is back. I didn't realize, you know, everything's happening so fast. Everything is happening so fast. I know. Oh my God. Where does the time go? It's really scary. Single drunk female tonight on Freeform, 10 o'clock. I love the Freeform show. Uh, Did you watch Brooke Shields' Pretty Baby documentary? No, because every single person that posted about it was like, this is like, like disturbing. And I was like, I'm not in the mood to be disturbed. That's fine. I watched it. And this is an interesting tidbit. So Brooke Shields says that the Blue Lagoon director has reached out to her after her bombshell documentary. So Brooke Shields says, um, she went, wait, I need you to, what'd she say about it? Okay, so the whole, let me give you, for, and for anyone who hasn't watched a documentary, including Counselor, 
we weren't alive for it, so we don't really know. But like Brooke Shields has been famous since she was about nine. Yes. Yeah. And she was this exquisite looking young girl. And she started modeling and it very quickly went to fucking weird levels Territory. and dark places. Yeah. You know, when she was 11, she plays a prostitute whose virginity gets sold and to this man and she falls in love with this 30 year old man and they kiss and it, they literally kiss. There's a nude scene when she's 11 in this oh. like European art film. And then she does Blue Lagoon and that really, I we've mean, seen Blue Lagoon. Um, and she's 15 or 16, which is better, but still fucking weird because she's naked. Um, and it was just this very disturbing culture around Brooke Shields and a lot of it, you know, it's like we don't, the documentary was like, who are we blaming here? Right. Her mother did not protect her. Her right. mother was, I saw a clip of like her on the Drew Barrymore show like yeah. talking about her mom. Her mom was like a crazy alcoholic and her mom also grew up in that type of, you know, culture where it was like you use your body to make money and they, she was a single mom and it was just her and Brooke and she used what she could to mm -hmm. get them a new house and a new car. And it, it was a very slippery slope. Yeah. And of course the industry for being fucking weird and the culture. Yeah. For being obsessed with a girl. And when she turned 18, like she couldn't get arrested. Nobody wanted her. Like she went to college. She was like so famous by the time she turned 18 and she never let it get to her head. Like she just was this kind of weird nerdy girl and she was this sex symbol, but everything she did was sexualized and she was literally a virgin and she went all through college being a virgin and it actually came as she wrote a book, um, like how to go to college and it was like written for her and it was so stupid but she did put in there because she thought it was important like I'm a virgin right and that's all anybody wanted to talk about and it was like virgin 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 just everyone which probably made everyone more even more obsessed, obsessed with her. her sexually oh my god so it was just it was such an upsetting documentary and then by the time she graduates college like she can't get arrested because she's 21 now like oh she's too old nobody cares um, and she ends up having like an illustrious career and she's very talented. But so she went on the Drew Barrymore. And Drew Barrymore was in the documentary as one of like the testimonials because she's a friend of Brooke and she also, and she also was a child star. Right. So during the actress's appearance on the Drew Barrymore show, Brooke Shields told the host Drew Barrymore that R Randall Kleiser, who directed and produced the 1980s Blue Lagoon, quote, did send me a call. I saw his name on my phone and I was like, what do I do? I let it go to voicemail because I was like, I don't want to see what his tone is. Yeah. And he wants to chat. I don't know. I don't know about what, but I don't feel like bringing all of it up again, which I totally respect. I mean, I mean, what could he say? The movie. And you know what? We saw the movie when we were young. And I think for a lot of people, and that's what they said in the documentary, it was very much like a rite of passage to see this movie. It's a coming of age story, learning yeah. about your body. And it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. I didn't realize she was 15. She was so young. I'm sorry. How? And she's naked the whole movie. How is that not child pornography? It is. And so at the end of the movie, she's sitting down with her daughters and she was talking about how like exciting it is for her to be a mom now and like have two daughters who are like so independent and like have agency over the, their bodies and and she never had that. And so she feels it's so important to do that for her daughters. And they were talking about just like how weird it is that all this stuff happened to her and they were comparing it to euphoria. Okay. And they were like, you know, because we're watching Euphoria, which is like really sexual about high schoolers, but they're 25. I was going to say, yeah, they're 25. And Brooke was like, that is so interesting. She like thought that was the craziest thing. And they're like, mom, you know, it's literal child pornography. And the craziest thing was that like Brooke had been shot nude photos when she was nine, like for like this artistic like book or whatever. And they never were published. Then she got really famous when she was like maybe 15 or 16. The guy wanted to publish them. There was like full nude of a nine year old. And she, her mom sued him. Okay. And they all went to court and it was just horrible how they like cross-examined her and they lost and he, they, he published the photos. He owned the photos. 
like Burke's but mom. It's, that he should be arrested. I know, but if it's art, I think it, it's like a blurred line. Isn't that fucking weird? Oh my God. That mm. is actually disgusting. Yeah. And it was just like everything in life for Brooke was so hard. Like she wanted to get pregnant and she got pregnant and she had a crazy postpartum depression. Like couldn't even hold her baby. Yeah. And she finally wrote like a real book about it. Like, and it was all about postpartum and how she was so, somebody finally got her in therapy and like it changed her life. And she, I think she went on meds. And fucking Tom Cruise goes on the motherfucking, I don't know if it was Oprah or GMA or some shit, and was like, because the book became this phenomena for women. They were right. like, oh my God, nobody had, t- had spoken about postpartum. They're like, I went through this too, and like, I felt fucking crazy. And motherfucking Tom Cruise went on this show being it's like- It's always about Tom Cruise. Yeah. He was like, it's really irresponsible that she's telling women to start taking medication and like, you know, making them feel crazy that like- literally she was like I couldn't believe Tom Cruise was coming for me I <laughs> she didn't even know him it was like right. but the book had become such a like a thing thing for women and he's over here being a little fucking rat and people fucking went after him and he had to apologize it was oh, great good. yeah great. it was great it was great it was great but like you're kidding you're yeah. kidding Tom Cruise. I mean, shut the fuck up there's so much wrong with you Tom Cruise like I do want yeah right those in glass houses Tom shut the fuck up <laughs> The call is coming from inside the house, Tom. Shut the fuck up. You and your analogies today. Oh, am I saying a lot? Yeah, like how many times are you going to say she couldn't get arrested? Did I say that a lot yeah. today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kind of like is my favorite phrase. What's your favorite phrase? Oh, um, honestly, I do actually think my favorite phrase is the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so bad at on the spot. Like phrases? No, on the spot, like questions. Like even when you were like about Taylor, like what's oh. surprised? Like I need to think. Well, then you really shouldn't go on podcasts. That's literally <laughs> what the whole premise of a podcast is. Right yeah, that's so true. Um, I don't know what my favorite phrase is, but I'll circle back. Maybe that. Oh, great. <laughs> um, what do you think this guy wants to talk to her about? Like apologize? Um, did she drag him at all in the thing? No, they didn't say his name. And honestly, like now I know his name, you know, mm, he should have just shut so up. So true. Um, I feel like probably apologize just because in this day and age, like yeah. if he were to not, then that would be an even bit like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just like love Brooke Shields now. Like I'm I mean, obsessed. I've always loved her. She like is so like gorgeous. She was so extraordinary looking and so natural. And when you when you like see interviews of her and these disgusting men and like all they're like is so you're a virgin, huh? Ugh. And they're just like asking really creepy, disgusting questions. It's so crazy that the world used to be that way. Like people would watch this and not think anything of it and be like, oh, let's go to bed. No, I know. I always see clips of that, even with like Taylor yep. or like Ariana Grande, Lindsay like Lohan. Random, yeah, and like people would just ask like random, like disgusting. Such, like, invasive questions and i'm like in what world and it, by the way it wouldn't just be men it would be, no, it would be everyone too. yeah yeah i just love brooke shields like i'm wishing her the best same is and she like married and like yes. happy great so she was married to andre agassi the tennis player okay, you know what's so, so sorry so sorry you know what's so weird yeah. is that i recently before this even came out she came up because i think she was at the vanity fair oscar party mm-hmm. and i was like what's she been up to so i went on a whole deep dive on brooke shield and i did know that she was married and like that's like kind of an iconic like yeah marriage. except he was like really crazy and oh. like abusive and he literally oh. she filmed you know that episode of friends where she's in that she's in that she plays an obsessed fan of joey's yeah so in one of the scenes she has to lick his hand and andre was there and he, when she got off set he wasn't in the dressing room he had stormed out ran home and smashed every single one of his wimbledon u.s open all these trophies because he was so embarrassed People are not okay. So it was like her mom was very controlling and then she like went to a controlling marriage with Andrea. The fact Agassi. that she like is like 
normal i know she ended up meeting someone who like works in the industry i'm not sure i forget where they met but he's not famous he's like more of like a producer yeah and they're still married to this day and they have two kids together and when they were when they were telling the story i didn't know her background and i was really hoping i'm like please i hope this is the guy like who's with the father of their and they were all having family dinner at the end of the documentary and she seems like really stable and she started like a business and a blog and i'm just so happy for her like i really i wish her the best like truly um okay fourth story oh my god i'm moving so slow today sorry Lily Reinhardt is a new man. Shut up. Yeah. And she's passionately kissing her new beau, TikTok star, Jack Martin. Now, I read this article and page six is so motherfucking shady. And I chose it because I'm like, oh, Margo, do you know TikTok star Jack Martin? I've never heard of TikTok star Jack Martin. Okay. And here they bury the lead a little bit. Let me find the actual Martin who stars in the new NBC show La Brea. Like he's not a TikTok star. He's an actor. Why would they say TikTok star? In the headline. Does he have a lot of followers? I don't know. I just thought it was really fucking weird. He's 24, she's 26, and they keep calling him a TikTok star. Paparazzi caught them making out outside LAX airport. Um, she was leaving, and they were, like, passionately saying goodbye to each other. And he looks, he's very handsome. Okay. Um, I don't know where she was going. And I don't know, it's very exciting. The article I, says that he looks a lot like Cole Sprouse. He doesn't. He's um, actually much cute. Um, actually, he actually really does look like Cole Sprouse. Wait, he looks so familiar. Pull up an actual photo of him. If he's who I think he is, he's so cute. Who do you think he is? No, just like the face. I feel like I've seen him before. He actually might be a TikTok star. Jack Martin. Images. I'm sorry. I'm being slow with the iPad today. I have a lot going on. It's okay. Oh, he kind of does look familiar. Oh my God. He, it does. He's so cute. Wait, let me pull up his TikTok. He's like a hotter Cole What does he do on TikTok? No idea. Maybe, I don't know where I've seen him. Maybe I've seen a show of him, but I have seen him before. He's so He has so 800,000 TikTok followers. Okay. But I can tell you for certain I have, oh, I've seen this guy. Turn? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. He is a TikTok star. Oh, he is a TikToker. Okay, but he's also an actor, which is like an important I feel like he's actually maybe more a TikTok star than an actor, actually. What's yeah, the brand? I, w- I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, okay, I was wrong. It happens all the time. <laughs> Um, um, so she has a new man and like, I don't really care, but there was a time where I was upset. We, we, I were, was thinking about after that last night. Oh God. Margo and I, for those who are new here, we used to host with Jackie and Ben, and ben um, a Riverdale after show. The first one, two, and maybe three seasons of Riverdale were so, so good. I stand Culturally by that. impactful. Like everyone was watching week to week. It was so crazy. We were obsessed. Those guys got so famous. Like, mm-hmm. and now they're they're still famous, but like nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I'm curious. This is the final season of the show. No one's watching anymore. But like, where do they about, all like, go? Gargoyles for? and ghouls. And, and du- it was Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. And, oh boy, yeah. But where where do they go from here? Counts like. Well, they I have think 20 million followers. Yeah, each. but also what I will say is that. The show hasn't stopped them from taking on other jobs. Like Camila Mendes is in like a different Netflix movie like every day. That very problematic Netflix movie. Did you ever see it? Which? Do Revenge? Do Revenge with um, Maya Hawk. No, I didn't watch it. It was extremely anti-Semitic. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Oh. I, we did a whole episode on it. I can't get into it. It was, it was too harrowing. Okay. Um, so I feel like they like all take on like so many different like projects. Um, so I feel like they'll just like continue to do that. Like they must be doing fine. And maybe one of them will take on a project that's like an Oscar winning. Yeah. But yeah. besides KJ Appa is a dad. He's yeah. not really in, which is, it's always like the star that doesn't like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's always like in like these shows, it's like this like main character, like Archie's obviously like Archie and like mm-hmm. Archie comics, like whatever. And he like, I don't really think has done like any other projects besides Riverdale, like yeah. very much stays in his own. Thing. All of them except for Cami Mendez. No, no, Lily Reinhardt does a bunch. She like executive produces a bunch of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Cole Sprouse. Whenever I think of Lily Reinhardt, maybe it's just like 
I don't know if this is true. I just feel like she's like always complaining about something. She is always complaining about and, like, something. And like starting drama. She was oh, like, she was so true. She was like spoke out about, out about against Kim at the Met Gala. Oh and yeah. And I know she's very like body positive, but like it's not very body positive to like be negative about someone's body just because they're like skinny. Right. You know? 100%. No, she is always complaining about something. Um, yeah. So now I just kind of think of her as like a whiny woman. Like she, I know that's she bad. Is, by the way. She's just like always whining about some shit. She's like, like also always like on her story. I mean, I unfollowed her actually because like I couldn't On her it. soapbox. Yes. On her soapbox with like black background white text like going off about something yeah i find it annoying yeah <laughs> um but i don't know and like madeline patch remember when she was like a youtuber yeah what happened she, to that? yeah i thought that was interesting that was like the. i Shay, thought it was smart shay mitchell it was yeah. literally the shay mitchell route jackie like it's so tired of hearing me talk about this but you know what i haven't spoken about it with you yeah what do you who do you think is the most successful pretty little liar star now like dollars wise just everything because if it's dollars wise it's obviously shay mitchell fame because base like yes yeah, fame 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 because like Shay Mitchell's like kind of in the like she's digital she's like an influencer yeah she's like revolve like she's like revolve top tier yeah but she like makes the money of a celebrity as an influencer and her job is very much influencing which is kind of ideal so would you say like Lucy Hale Lucy Hale is like such a recognizable face like I, yeah she, I wouldn't say it's Trin Belisario and I wouldn't say it's Ashley Benson no it could have been Ashley Benson yeah but she's just like low-key yeah so I would say it's between Lucy and Shay I, all I'm saying all I just like would love to know like if someone like who's bored and like wants to go do an interview on the street like if you could just like hold up both pictures and like just who has the mo- most recognizable rec- recognition that I'd love to know. I, my whole point in bringing this up is like, I do find it, I, I will find Not it very- like pinning women against women. Yeah, that's literally all I do here. Clearly you never watch a show. I don't support women. Um, I am just curious to see like how they all shake out after this. Riverdale. It's, it was a, it's a very interesting case study for me. Same, because also I feel like it was the first big show that like truly like took over the world in a really long time, like from like Gossip Girl era. Mm-hmm. And now we've had so many of those sh- shows since like Outer Banks and Euphoria, but like R- Riverdale was first. Yeah. So this is the first one that's ending. Yeah. So I would and love it's to ending see. on like a flop. It should have ended three years ago. Well, it should have end. They just should have never taken the show in the direction that they did. Yeah, that too. But you know, everything good must come to an end. Yeah. And the timing is so important. Yeah, it should have ended. Yeah, the fact that it's still on is just like shocking. It's the craziest thing to me. That's how I feel like I cannot believe there are still people who get up and watch The Bachelor. Same. It's insane to me. Insane. I'm s- oh, <coughs> God, she sneezed on it. It's true. Yeah. All right, our fifth and final story before we get into Dear Toasters is a little bit more Taylor Swift news because John Mayer is like talking about it. No, he's not. Where? Yeah. At a concert. I saw a clip of it on social media and I wanted to make it a story and I totally forgot. So John Mayer reveals his new thoughts about his song Paper Doll, which is, of course, rumored to be about Taylor Swift. So John Mayer has gained some, gained some clarity on one of his songs. The singer revisited his 2013 track Paper Doll during a concert at the Golden One Center in Sacramento, California. As seen in a video circulating on social media, John mused as he strummed the opening chords of his guitar. He said, I wonder if people don't like this song because it sounds a little pissed off. I don't really like pissed off as a song, right. he continued. There's something about it that's a little bitchy. The 45-year-old tries, quote, not to give bitchiness in his music. He acknowledged that it happens sometimes and called out the song for what he described as sarcastic bitch vibes. John added, I guess it is sort of a little bit bleh. What? So it's like he's finally talking about it, and I have no idea what he's saying. No, that's a, I like don't understand. I what need he's a saying. translation. What does this mean? Like, 
And by the way, I don't even also feel by the like, way, you wrote the song and you just admitted it is it a little bitchy and it's not good. Like, but I don't feel like it's a song that people terribly dislike. It was, you know, when you compare, so for anyone who needs a little bit of background, Taylor, when she was 19, dated John Mayer very briefly and he did not treat her well. He was mm-hmm. very much in his fuckboy era and she was in her I'm new to this virginal era. Marry me. And she um, wrote a song called Dear John and it's a real scathing retelling of their time together I don't really feel like she was like attacking him I feel like it was like her song wasn't catty no it was just very it was was truthful it was truthful and like it was a story about like young innocence and borderline trauma that's what it was and years later literally nobody 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 John Mayer he released a song called Paper Doll and the only real clue that it was about Taylor is the line, because you're like 22 girls in one, and none of them know what they're running from. Of course, 22 is Taylor's right. thing. That's literally That's the only it? proof. That's the only proof. Um, and his song is a little mean, because not only is it like 10 years later, why the fuck did you have to bring that up? Yeah, literally. Two, it, it is bitchy. It's like very much, you're not going to talk about the substance of the relationship. You're just going to talk about like digs at her. Right. But right writing a song about someone is writing a song and you know when Taylor does it she has to be okay with other people doing it honestly so true. So and true. I'm sure that she is I don't think she cared about Paper Doll mostly because it wasn't this like big hit right know? imagine like also, how many streams do you think Dear John has 500 million yeah actually Sorry. let's look it up speaking of I wanted to talk about the rumor that Taylor was shooting a music, music video, video in Liverpool this past weekend mm-hmm. and Taylor Lautner was in it I just want to say when you Google Paper Doll on Spotify, Paper Doll comes up and then Dear John comes up right well, underneath. I feel like that makes sense. How do you see how many um, streams I never song know. has? Unless it's like in the top five. Uh, oh, if you go to the album. Okay, okay. And you might not be able to pull it up on your phone. Of course not, because why would they make anything easy for right. me? What album was it? It was Paradise Valley, I think. Paper Doll. Oh, it doesn't say. Yeah. Whatever. All I'm saying is like competition-wise, Taylor's Taylor song won. is bigger. So my question so the is, conspiracy theory, can you yes. text, can you just call Taylor up? Okay. Lautner, Taylor Lautner. I actually could, but if I got an answer, I couldn't share it with you. I, was, I mean, you, I could. Yeah. But the audience, no. And that's, I'm limited in my power here. Yeah, I understand. So Taylor Swift, there's like a rogue paparazzi picture going around of her filming a music video in Liverpool. It's clearly her. She's like running out of, she has something with hair. like the art in her hand. Yeah. And then there's another photo of people claiming um, Taylor Lautner is And Joey involved. King. And Joey King. And people are thinking it's a Speak Now music video because She's Joey King wasn't mean. Yeah, um, it, oh, I, I would love that, and it is believable, especially because of all the guys Taylor has dated. I think, the, not I think I know the only person she's ever really like wrote a, an extremely complimentary, nice song about, and totally took the blame for everything that happened in their relationship, is Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Like he came out looking great, amazing, and also like I feel like they're friends. I feel like they're maybe not friends, but I, they're definitely on good terms. Yeah, and it would be great for him. It would be great for her. I could totally like it's. A, there's so many crazy Taylor conspiracy theories out there, and I could definitely see this one being true mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring that up yeah no I I feel like I probably couldn't call Taylor Lautner up Ben could they're like really close yeah um and I feel like Taylor Lautner might not even say with Taylor like with Taylor Swift you have to be very tight-lipped I feel like he wouldn't even say I, I like, by the way I agree because he probably wants to like, stay in that circle yeah of course like, I would uh, uh, hello yeah <laughs> um okay those were the fast five and you definitely needed to know them I 100% needed to know them but we have dear toasters and we're also very excited about what's about to happen because Dear Toasters is brought to you by a brand new sponsor that 
people are not going to tell people are not going to be okay with okay they're not they're they're not gonna be okay margo tell me skims shut the fuck skims up skims is the solution oriented brand creating the next generation of underwear loungewear and shapewear for everybody so you guys know jackie and i are proud members of the big titty committee we have been uh, and for me especially like i have so many back problems and i have the biggest jugs ever and i've long been searching for like many different bras for different parts of my day you know i'm out and yeah. about i need support i'm inside i'm not one of these girls who can't wear a bra i still need support but i don't want that underwire digging mm-hmm. and i don't want skims the fits everybody collection um of underwear bras bralettes they are lightweight they are form-fitting and they are buttery soft they mold to your body and they stretch to twice their size when i first got the bra i'm like kim be oh yeah because it comes like it teeny. looks really small and i'm like yeah. this is never gonna fit my boobs and you know how i found the bra that i'm obsessed with is i was on tiktok and a girl who she had just gotten um gastric bypass surgery and she was like my boobs are like getting like bigger and like a little saggier and my back hurts and I'm trying out bras and this is the best one I found and it wasn't even sponsored I immediately bought it it was Glamzilla she posted it and I fell in love I have this bra in like three colors they make such good bras for whatever you're looking for if you're looking for like underwire support their underwire doesn't dig in the fits everybody collection is I love the it fits everybody's fits everybody it fits everybody they have great size inclusivity they make great underwear bras um, they have different cuts and fits. So they have underwears. They also have bras. They have dresses, t-shirts, bodysuits. And their sizing is extra, extra small to 4X. It's offered in nine more colorways. And it's limited edition seasonal colors. So for me, the Racerback Bralette, Chef's Kiss is so delicious. It, um, I have it in black. I have it in clay. I have it in a bunch of different colors. And I know Jackie really likes the Scoop Bralette. Shout out honorable mention to the scoop bralette it's fabulous so believe the hype the collection has over 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason skims fits everybody collection and their more best-selling essentials are now available at skims.com plus get free shipping on orders over 75 dollars that's skims.com you won't regret it dear toasters is also brought to you by jenny kane have you ever been on the jenny kane website you're in for a treat your retreat, think minimalist meets luxury. Jenny Kane items are classic, comfortable, and California inspired. From the cotton or the cashmere knit sweater you're obsessed with to the flowy summer dress you never want to take off. With elevated everyday basics and wardrobe essentials, getting dressed is easier than ever before. When it comes to investing in an outfit that'll last, we choose Jenny Kane. For a limited time, our listeners are getting 15% off their entire order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code toast to get 15% off. So no matter the season, items from Jenny Kane are the it item and you will get compliments and you will be able to wear it season after season. I have so many items. I've had like a couple Jenny Kane cardigans for like three years now. They wear really well. They age really well because they're made really well. They're known for their cotton staple sweaters. So their best-selling cotton cocoon cardigan, the luxe cotton fisherman sweater, and the perfect off the summer Chloe crew neck. So these are pieces that you can dress up or dress down all season long. Jenny Kane believes in the one thing and that's the art of simplicity. So she focuses on comfort, quality, and timeless design. It's simple, it's stylish, it's cozy, and she can, have you ever seen Jenny herself? She's like a fabulous girl. She gives Nancy Myers energy. Like you mm. want to be that energy. Her whole collection gives like Nantucket. Yeah. Like, like, so if that's what you're looking for, like just trust Jenny. No, I have a Jenny Kane cardigan that I got like five years ago and I still wear it. Like, I know. It's just a staple. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners are getting 15% off their first order when you use code toast at checkout that's 15% off your first order j-e-n-n-i-k-a-y-n-e.com promo code toast the brand go-to for all season staples treat yourself because you deserve it all right Margaret, are you ready to change, change some lives and do toasters ready to change some lives all right dear toasters is our weekly advice segment every wednesday you can submit anything to dear toasters at gmail.com if we've read your query recently and you want to update us bitch 
please fucking update us. I love an update. We don't have any updates today. Nobody updates us. They just take our advice and run. But we got some Nevertheless, we persisted. All right. Hello, Jackson Claude. Sorry. It's okay. Longtime listener, first time writer, I wanted to reach out and get your opinion on a sticky situation that occurred with my boyfriend. I'm 24 and I've been dating my boyfriend for around six months now. He's always expressed how he wants to marry me and spend his life with me. About a month ago, I got COVID and I was stuck in my apartment for a week quarantining. During this time, he went out with his friends just like any other Saturday and was out till 6 a.m. I have his location and I noticed he was somewhere I didn't recognize, but honestly, I didn't think much of it because he's never given me a reason to think he would do anything to risk our relationship. But I just found out that that night he went with one of his friends to get a happy ending massage. He didn't think it was a big deal because it was just a business transaction, quote, and there were no feelings attached. He had gotten them before we were together and he always claimed that he didn't need to go anymore because he had me. I was slash am extremely upset over this because it feels like cheating having someone else touch him like that. And I know he wouldn't be happy if I did it. Also, why would he have to go out to pay money to do something like that? The one weekend I'm sick and can't, can't see him. What would you do if you were me? All opinions and advice appreciated. That's so true. Like, no, no, no. Imagine she did that. Imagine. Imagine she did that. No, this is like in no way, shape, or form, okay? And I feel like he's going to try Also, like, I'm get- sorry, you couldn't hold... You're, she's sick. For you one couldn't week. hold off for one fucking week? Do it yourself. Masturbate. Yeah, it's like, my God. And I feel like he's going to try and gaslight you into being yeah. like, it's not cheating. It's like getting a massage. Like, you go to the nail salon. Like, do not let this man gaslight you into saying that this is normal. Yeah. Because it's, it's not. not. Do you think that this is deal breaker? <sighs> Is this something you have to have a conversation like and like set boundaries on? Like, no, I never. I, told- I didn't even think that people actually got happy endings. No, I don't think that they did that they did that either. But like, maybe in different parts of the country. Maybe, I like. It's yes, it's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, it would be for me, but I could also see how it wouldn't be. Do you know what I mean? Like, but also if if somebody I was in a relationship with did that to me, it's it's. It's, it's, it tells me more about you than just the fact that you went and got a happy ending. Exactly. I would start looking at this person differently. Like that is prostitution. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. So I would look at you differently for having done that, given the fact that like we are in a relationship and you are sexually active and you're not at this desert where you just need someone to jerk you off. Like, I also just think that if I was with someone, I'm like obsessed with them and like whatever. And then I find out that they did that, like immediate ick. Yeah. Immediate ick. Like I no longer like you. Like I no longer am attracted to you. I no longer have feelings for you. Like I, we are, we're not, I don't like you. I'm fully in agreement. So I do think this is a deal breaker. I don't know if people are going to say that Claudia, that's crazy. Like I, I think this is absolutely a deal breaker. And also the way he's handling Handling it it. is very gaslighting. He didn't even tell you. You said you found out. Right. Right. And I thought when she was writing in at first. At six in the morning. Right. I thought when she was writing in at first, she was like going to be mad that her boyfriend was like out while she was like sick with COVID, it's like, girl, get a grip. Like yeah, you can go out. Totally, totally. And I'm like, oh, this girl's crazy. But I, then I kept right, reading and I was like, no, she's not. I'm sorry. I judged you. I judged you. I did before I knew you. I think you are 100% justified in being upset. Yeah. Do not let him steamroll over you. Like, and honestly, if you want to break up with him, you have my full support. Me too. But if you don't want to break up with him and you want to like set a boundary and see if he, you know, if you want to like, give him another give him shot, an, I'm okay with that too. Being Same. like, by no means is this okay. But I would also just remember, like, this person made a choice to do that. And, like, what does that say about them? Just start looking at him a little like through a different lens. Yeah. All right. Next up. Dear Jackson Claude, last week my husband went on a work trip. He doesn't travel often, and it was just him and a young female coworker traveling together. So I got a little nervous. Mm. Before the trip, he was paying special attention to his appearance, whitening his teeth, applying sunless tan, etc. Sunless tan. Yeah. It's a little metro. Yeah. During this trip, he was... Oh, no, sorry. During the trip, there was one night I didn't hear from him. And when I mentioned it, he apologized and said that he thought I went to bed. Here's the weird part. 
On the way home, he missed his connection because him and his coworker were grabbing a drink and, quote, lost track of time. They rerouted Ooh. to another city but missed their last flight home because they were, there were storms. His coworker had a family friend that lives about 20 minutes from the airport and they ended up staying with her. I said that made me uncomfortable and he said they didn't have many options because they wouldn't be reimbursed for a hotel. They slept in separate bedrooms, but something isn't sitting right with me. Please help. Something should not be sitting right with you. This yeah. is fucking weird. Fucking I mean, weird. honestly, the latter half maybe wouldn't have concerned me so much. Like, oh, we grabbed a drink and missed the flight and then made to stay at her friend's house. The sunless the tan. Begin- the sunless tan. Is what did it for me. What the man s- sunless tans for a work trip? When I go on work trips, I literally look like duty. Like a rat. Like a rat. No, but like you can understand like getting caught up in like a workplace. It's exciting if like there's someone at work that you like and like you go on a trip together. It's literally my dream. No, I know. Like... I definitely could see this being real. Like, this is definitely not a delusion. I no, just, I want to validate delusional. Also, the sunless tan. I would like to know, yeah, the, sun, the whitening of the teeth. Yeah. I want to know a little bit more about the woman. Like, yeah. also, because, like, if she's, like, younger and he's, like, older, is she, like, ill, like, yeah, get maybe away? Yeah, she's not fucking interested. Yeah. Or is it, like, she, does she have a boyfriend? Do you right. know what I mean? Like, I no, would just like, like to know a little bit more about we her. We need you to be, like, a little bit, like, realistic. Like, is your, is your man, like, a catch? Right. Is this girl, like, desperate? Like, we need kind of, kind of mean, like, characteristics. Yes. But yeah. I would say overall, my advice to you is that you are 100%. But also, like, not can, crazy. she can't accuse him of anything without, like, I think it's you more so, more, like, keep your eye out. You need more concrete proof, and I think it's time to snoop. Yeah. Like, he's given you more than enough reason to snoop. Yeah. Jackie's very anti snoop, so I can, like, get away with saying this, but, like, this is a time to snoop. Yeah. She is anti snoop. Yeah. She's like, everyone's entitled to privacy. And, like, she's right. entitled to privacy. She's right. But I think certain situations require a snoop, and this is it. I mean, Ariana. Only found out about Tom because she snooped. Oh, by the way, yeah, I meant to ask that. That's how she found out. Yeah, so it was like a and month. And then had the news break. So a month ago, they were at a um, one of his dumbass concerts for his band, and his phone like either fell while he was on stage or she went through his phone on stage and saw like sexual videos, FaceTime screenshots, like really. And she told everyone, mm. and it came out almost immediately, maybe twenty four hours later. Got it. Um, so with this girl, you're not crazy. I think hashtag time to snoop. Yep. There's never been a better time to start snooping. Our third and final Dear Toasters is kind of like making me nauseous. No. Hey, Jackson Claude. My mother-in-law loves to cook, and she's a great cook. She loves to host my husband, my brother-in-law, his family, yada, yada. But there's a big problem, though, and it's been going on far too long. Oh, gosh. She's a finger licker. Ew. And it's not just like a little lick here and there. Full-blown, all fingers in her mouth. She sucks. And it's not just limited to when she's preparing and cooking the food. She also licks her fingers when we pass the food around the table, which is family style, so it gets on all the shared serving utensils. She even makes sucking noises when she licks her fingers at the dinner table. (laughs) I'm so grossed out by it to the point where I completely lose my appetite. It's not only disgusting, but it's completely unsanitary. My husband seems fairly unbothered by it because, of course, he's been exposed to this his entire life. How do I address this without offending her and being pegged as a snob? daughter-in-law or do I just get over it and deal with it please help a not so finger licking good toaster um you have to have your husband tell say something to the mom no honestly she can't say anything I don't think like I think this is a situation like you just have to live with but like never you can't eat the food we know I highly disagree like I really think that the husband can be like listen like I know this is how we grew up but like other people didn't it's kind of gross no it's so obvious that it's gonna be coming from his wife but like fine Maybe she'll, like, I don't know, have, like, be a little embarrassed. No, like, it's fucking rude. Like, she's cooking for everyone. Like, you can't say anything. Like, you're in her house. She's, like, you'll just eat when you get, eat before you get there. And push things around your plate. Like, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't, like, I'm with you. This is disgusting and she should be stopped. But, you know, you have to have respect for your mother-in-law. She's the one hosting. Like, I'm sorry, you can't. Is there a a father-in-law? Because can the husband say something to the dad who can then say something to the mom? 
honestly, I feel like no, because they would have been mentioned. He would have been mentioned. I'm sorry. It's like to lick your fingers. This reminds me <laughs> an episode of Shaz of Sunset that was probably one of my favorite. They're having like a Friendsgiving and Mercedes, who's my fucking queen, is making plates for everyone. And you know, they're Persian. It's all very family style. Come yeah. here, baby, baby June, you know, and she's making plates for everyone. And she's taken, she serves with her hands like she and everyone is talking about how disgusting it is like in their confessionals. And she just doesn't care. She's serving everyone with their hands. Oh, string bean, string bean. Oh my God, it is the funniest episode of reality TV of all time. And it reminds me so much of this because like it is really disgusting. Yeah, of course. But um, I'm sorry, I don't think you can say anything. I think this is just something you have to live with. It's so rude if you do say something. And you're totally justified, but it's just, it comes off rude. Yeah, I guess. And this woman should be more self-aware. And it really is fucking disgusting. And I'm not in any way excusing her behavior. But I want you to navigate this and not get in trouble. Yeah. I don't think you can say anything. Ugh. I think it'll be so obvious that it's coming from you. What, like your husband really fucking cares that his mom licked her finger? Like moms gave birth to you. Like so true. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But I, now they're strangers. There's not strangers, but non-blood relatives. And like, is everyone talking about it? Like, is your brother-in-law? Like, do you know what I mean? It like, seems like it's a her thing. Mm, yeah. Um, um, I'm really wishing you the best. But that's a tough. That's you're, a toughie. You're just gonna have to like seriously shut up and just keep keep your mouth shut. Literally. But also, you know what sucks is that the food is good. She said. Oh, uh, you know, I'm sorry. You'll get McDonald's on the way home. Like some things are just not worth. Not worth getting introducing into. foreign bodies into your. No, not only that. I also don't think some conversations are not worth having. Like I think you'll, yeah, you might end up with more surus, surus, and and um, more problems and stress than than a solution here. That's just what I think. Mm-hmm. I, but thank I you for understand being vulnerable and writing. And thank you to everyone who was vulnerable and wrote in. Dear toasters at gmail dot com. Uh, if you ha- submission hasn't been read yet, either it's boring and there's nothing we can do about that, <laughs> or it's simply too long. So maybe rewrite it. Just give us the need to know facts. We can't read a whole Megilla. See, like, listen, the ones we just read, nice and quick. Yeah, nice that was quick, nice, and quick. nice and quick. Um, so just keep that in mind. Dear toasters at gmail dot com. Margo. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you Thank so you much for being so here. Thank you so much for having me. If you're looking for more Margot content, you can no longer listen to her podcast because she quit. <laughs> I'm a quitter. And where can they follow you on Instagram? At Margosry, M-A-R-G-O-S-H-R-Y. Same for TikTok. Same for TikTok. Also on YouTube. I downloaded Lemonade. I haven't posted on there yet. Oh, I downloaded it too and then immediately deleted it. I'm too old for this shit. Um... But yeah, and then also listen to the Redheads. Yeah, Margaret's on the Redheads once a month. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you guys so much for listening to the House of Monday Morning Show. We deliver the House of Stories. You need to know everybody the Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Wire, Podcast Box, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast Five Star Review. What a beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Have a great day. We are in studio again tomorrow with TikTok star Remy Bader. And we'll see you then. Love ya. Bye. Bye.